um, just real quick. So what kind of, um, are we just, is this just like conversation, just like relax to friends type thing? Or is it like, do you want it to be a little bit more professional? Do you want to be like, um, what kind of vibe are you going for? Mike, it's business time. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> no, <Come on. laughs> no, we're just two friends. We're going to act like we're friends, Mike. Oh my God. Okay. Can we, can we pull that off? <laughs> <laughs> is there, is there a name for your podcast? Or? Oh, look at this. You don't even know the name of the podcast. I forgot. It's, That's my fault. It's, short, it's science fiction shorts, right? There you go. You got it. You got it. Right. Science fiction shorts. So what do we do on this podcast? We review. We read science fiction. We, we read science fiction. Well, yeah. I mean, the, la- the last couple ones I've done, they have been reviews. But the ones, all the ones I did before that, I just read science fiction. So we're going to do a little bit of both. I'm clearly going to ask you, you know, your opinion of the story that I'm going to read you. And okay. uh, as we read along, you know, feel free to uh, interject and, um, you know, okay. do your thing. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, first off, what video games have you been playing? Oh, lately I've been playing... So there's this um, first-person shooter. It's called Valorant. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's Valorant? like... Is, is it only on PC? Right now, I think so. It's um, it's made by Riot Games, who they do uh, League of Legends and other like free games. Okay. Um, so it's free, but it's basically like... Um, Counter-Strike mixed with Overwatch. So it's only multiplayer. There's no single player campaign. Correct. It's all just running and gunning. And Dude, I have never been able to get into those, man. I need a single player with like a good story and like just like a path to follow, you know? <laughs> True. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a loner when it comes to video games, though. You know that. Yeah, I do. It's fine, though. I mean, it's... it's I don't know. I, I like the social aspect of like, um, and like the hierarchy of fighting your way to the top and trying to be the best. And have you, have you won a match? Yeah. I've won several matches. Oh yeah. A bunch of matches. How many people, how many people are in a, in a single, uh, death match? Um, there are five people on each team. So there's 10 players total. I've been the top scoring player in a number of matches. Okay. Okay. So it's not like uh player uh, battlegrounds. What's that one called? Player unknown battlegrounds where there where like everyone's it's a free oh, yeah. for all. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's PUBG. like one person there's like, a, it starts out with a hundred people. Right. And then there's one Correct. person left at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Mike, I gotta say, since you're on a team of five, <laughs> I'm not as impressed as I would have been. <laughs> Dude, I do well. At, I do well at, um, uh, battle Royale games too. All right, what battle royale um, games do you play? The most recent one I've been playing is Warzone. It's the new Call of Duty battle royale. Oh, so okay. they just drop, I've, heard, I've heard of that. They yeah. Dro- yeah, they dropped like I don't know what the player count is in those, but I, I know it's I think it's 150. It's a lot of people. And have you have you been number one at the end of one of those matches? No way. Yeah, I've, no won, way. I've won a couple. Seriously. Yeah. Okay, that's impressive. <laughs> As, well especially since i am definitely gonna die like number 98 i'll be the second death no I, I i suck at those games so i i'll be like running around and then just get like exploded by a missile and i that i won't even see you know 
<laughs> right. But I mean, that honestly, that happens, especially if you're doing like quads. So you're just doing teams of four and they'll actually let you like respawn. Like your team can respawn you. They can buy oh, you back okay, okay. and you just All get right. paratroop back in. So you can be like, you can have like three decent players and then like a new guy. And the new guy <laughs> also have a great time because like his teammates can like buy him back and like keep the team going. So it's actually, they have like some pretty good. They come so, with some pretty good mechanics, like make it fun for everybody. Is this is this on PlayStation? Uh, it is, and it's actually cross-platform too. So if you were on PlayStation and I'm on PC, we can play together. No, see, that's the thing. I've only got Xbox. Is it also? Does it also include Xbox? Yes. Okay. Yes, right. it does. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I I promise you, Mike. I promise you, the next system I get is going to be whatever the one you have is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, really? okay. I've gone long enough not being able to play video games with you. Okay. Dude. Okay. I get it. No, I see. <laughs> I've, I've had my PlayStation four, but it's been boxed up for the last, it's been in storage for like three years or something. What? Long time. Yeah. Oh, so you're pure PC then. Yeah. Right now I am. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. True. It's truth. <sighs> okay. Well, um, you know what? We could go on and on about video games. Um, we'll save uh, we'll save that for another episode. Okay. <laughs> Michael, Michael Berryhill, Mikey B, Don, Miguel, as Hello. as you're called sometimes. Mm-hmm. I got a story for you. Okay, let's hear it. What's it called? Well, this this story, this here story, uh, written by Roger Cui Kendall. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And just as I say this, you definitely heard the motorcycle pass outside right there, right? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just making sure. So it's kind of a busy street out there, but you know what? We'll make do. We'll make do. That's fine. Uh, Okay. Roger Cui Kendall wrote the story called, we didn't do anything wrong, comma, hardly. Hmm. Okay. The suspense. We didn't do anything wrong, hardly. Uh, I There is an illustration that actually I would love to show you. But you know what? No, I'm not going to show you because our listeners won't have the benefit of seeing it. So, okay. But right. it is a... Fair enough, fair enough. It is a fantastic uh, illustration, which you'll see after the show, I'm sure. Maybe I can put it in like a show note or something. Now, uh, here's the thing. We didn't do anything wrong, hardly, was written in a year, which I am not going to tell you. And I want you to guess afterwards what year you think oh. this story was written in. Sound Oof. good? Okay. Yeah, I'm re- I, I'm good. I'm ready. Okay. Got my my thinking cap on. Ready okay. And uh, what do you call like the little kind of like? There's like a line after the title that that kind of gets you like peaks. Just trying. It tries to pique your interest in the story. Is there a word for that line? <laughs> oh. It's not a spoiler. In fact, I don't even think it's in the story. It, the, the line is just, after all, they only borrowed it a little while just to fix it. <laughs> so I don't know. If it's, got a, if it's got a name, I don't know what it is, but that's, that's that line. Gotcha. Okay. All right, Mike. Um, so here we go. We Didn't Do Anything Wrong, Hardly, by Roger Cui Kendall. Wait a second. There's one thing I forgot. (laughs) Okay, now I'm ready. Okay. I mean, it isn't like we swiped anything. 
We maybe borrowed a couple things like, but gee, we put everything back like we found it pretty near. Even like the compressor we got from Stinky Brinker that his old man wasn't using and I traded my outboard motor for. My old m- my father made me trade it back. But it was like Skinny said, you know, Skinny, Skinny Thompson. He's the one you guys keep calling the boy genius. But shucks, he's no, well, yeah, it's like Skinny said, we didn't need an outboard motor and we did need a compressor. You've got to have a compressor on a spaceship. Everybody knows that. And that old compression chamber, that old man, I mean, Mr. Fields let us use, didn't have a compressor. Sure, he said we could use it. Anyway, he said we could play with it. And Skinny said we were going to make a spaceship out of it. And he said, go ahead. Well, no, he didn't say it exactly like that. I mean, well, like he didn't take it serious, sort of. Anyway, it made a swell spaceship. It had four portholes on it and an airlock, and real bunks in it, and lots of room for all that stuff that Skinny put in there. But it didn't have a compressor, and that's why... What stuff? Oh, you know, the stuff that Skinny put in there? Like the radar he made out of a TV set, and the anti-gravity and the atomic power plant he invented to run it all with? (laughs) Okay, so just to uh, step back for a second. What have we got going so far here, Mike? Dude, okay. So this is like old man so and so. That's definitely like um oh, this is definitely an older story. <laughs> like I want to say like oh, it sounds like 50s, you know what I mean? Like 50s Doesn't it sound like uh like leave it to beaver or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I'm kind of not doing it justice, but yeah, it's definitely got a leave it to beaver vibe to it. Yeah, and like making something out of a TV like that's like oh, uh, like that would have been like peak technology back then. Like, Oh, we made it out of a TV. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking like, um, those box cars that they made and like little rascals, you know, yes. <laughs> See, they would have picked up like an empty TV or something. And I don't know, exactly. made something out of it. That's exactly what this is. Dude. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Four portholes, TV, anti-gravity, atomic power. Okay. Okay. And just as one more thing. So, We've got characters introduced so far. The narrator, I don't think he has a name yet. Right. And then we got Skinny. Skinny's kind of the protagonist. Good old Skinny. He's kind of, he's the genius. He's building the uh, rocket. And then we did mention Stinky already, right? Yeah, Stinky Brinker. (laughs) Yeah, Stinky Brinker. Okay. So um, those are the characters so far. Okay, so we got our TV set, anti-gravity, atomic power. Okay. All right. Um... He's awful smart, Skinny is, but he's not like what you think of a genius. You know, he's not all the time using big words, and he doesn't look like a genius. I mean, we call him Skinny because he used to be skinny, but he isn't now. I mean, he's maybe small for his age. Anyway, he's smaller than me, and I'm the same age he is. Of course, I'm big for my age, so that doesn't mean much, does it? Well, I guess Stinky Brinker started it. He's always riding Skinny about one thing or or another, but Skinny never gets mad, and it's a good thing for Stinker, too. I saw Skinny clean up on a bunch of ninth graders. Well, a couple of them, anyway. They were saying, well, I guess I won't tell you what they were saying. Anyway, Skinny used judo, I guess, because there wasn't much of a fight. So, Skinny knows judo, apparently. (laughs) Dang, okay. Cleaned up 
a bunch of ninth graders. Wow. Anyway, Stinker said something about how he was going to be a rocket pilot when he grew up. And I told him that Skinny had told me that there wouldn't be any rockets and that anti-gravity would be the thing as soon as it was invented. So Stinker said it would never be invented. And I said it would so. And he said it would not. And I said, well, if you're going to keep interrupting me, how can I? All right. Anyway. Skinny, <laughs> do you like how it's written? <laughs> it's writing style. Dude. I mean, it's Dang. it's like it's very conversational, you know. <laughs> right, it's like a it's a twist on like Tolkien type thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, Skinny broke into an argument. You know what's funny? Also, like it, it says, "All right." Anyway, that's kind of like what I would say anyway after coming back from a like little soliloquy, soliloquy, you know. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Or, or an aside. Ten- an aside. Yeah. If you were like tangential for a second, be like, all right. Anyway, so <laughs> exactly. All right. Anyway, Skinny broke into an argument and said that he could prove mathematically that anti gravity was possible. And Stinky said, sure he could. And Skinny said, sure he could. And Stinky said, sure he could. Like that. Honestly, is that any way to argue? I mean, it sounds like two people agreeing. Only Stinky keeps going, sure, like that. You know. And Stinky, what does he know about mathematics? He had to take remedial arithmetic ever since. And actually, this is like, actually, remedial arithmetic. That should tell you something about the uh, the time, too. Time frame. Right. Yeah. But anyway. No, I don't understand how anti-gravity works. Skinny told me, but it was something about Mason flow and stuff like that that I didn't understand. The atomic power plant made more sense to me. Where did we get what, uranium? Gee, no. We couldn't afford uranium. So Skinny invented a hydrogen fusion plant. Anyone can make hydrogen. You just take zinc (laughs) and sulfuric acid and deuterium? You mean like heavy hydrogen? No, Skinny said it would probably work better, but like I said, we couldn't afford anything fancy. As it was, Skinny had to pay five or six dollars for that special square tubing in the anti-gravity and the plastic space helmets we had cost us 98 cents each. And it cost a dollar and a half for the special tube that Skinny needed to make the TV set into a radar. That's some cheap, that's some cheap anti-gravity tubing, isn't it? Dang, dude. Um, Impressive. <laughs> do you know what deuterium is? No, I'm not familiar. I thought I knew what it was, and I remember I, we were at a um, a pub trivia, and it was like one of the questions, what is deuterium? Um, and I was so certain I knew what it was, and and <laughs> and my team was like, oh, good, because they didn't know what it was, right? And as it turns out, I was totally wrong. <laughs> Uh, I felt really bad, but afterwards, afterwards I looked it up to make sure that, uh, I knew what it was, mm-hmm. uh, cause it is totally like a good pub trivia question. So hydrogen is one proton, right? One proton, one electron. Right. Right. Well, did you ever think about the fact that, you know, most other atoms have like neutrons, usually like around the equal amount of neutrons and, and protons, you know? Correct. Yeah. Well, hydrogen doesn't. It's neutronless. Anyway, the most common form of hydrogen is neutronless. But that's what deuterium is. Deuterium is, um, it's got a proton, a neutron, and a electron. Hmm. So there you go. 
And have you, have you heard of heavy water? No. Well, it's just, it's just water, you know, what is it? H two. Oh, so it's one oxygen, H2O. one oxygen, two hydrogens, right? Mm-hmm. Well, heavy water is one oxygen, two deuteriums. So oh my God. yeah, it's just like regular water. I think, I, I think generally it has the same properties as water. I know you can drink it. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's heavier. Like it just weighs more. Weird. Interesting, huh? Uh, again, I like I looked this up specifically because I I wanted to like <laughs> know it for the next <laughs> pub trivia, but um, right. but um, it's actually not that much heavier than regular water because in a water molecule, the oxygen makes up um like a lot more of the mass than the hydrogen, so it's just a little bit right. extra mass. But anyway, it's kind of interesting. Oh, okay, um, oh, nice. So that's, uh, I don't know why you need heavy hydrogen for this. I guess, I don't know, maybe it burns better as fuel or something. <laughs> anyway. Or maybe he just threw a bunch of terms together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so we got, so they're not using deuterium. Okay, so here we go. You see, we didn't steal anything, really. It was mostly stuff that was just lying around. Like the TV set was up in my attic and the old refrigerator that Skinny used the parts to make the atomic power plant. And then a lot of the stuff we already had, like the skin diving suits we made into spacesuits and the vacuum pump that Skinny had already and the, and, the gen- and the generator. Sure, we did a lot of skin diving, but that was last summer. Is that what you call like, what, like what is skin diving? Sure. <laughs> uh... I mean, he's talking about the suits. Yeah, they're obviously talking about wetsuits, right? I mean, that's what I'm going towards. You would think skin diving is just like diving bare skin, like swim trunks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like skinny dipping type thing. Maybe that's what they called it back then. Back then, though, maybe or maybe that's what people still call them. We just don't ever do that. So, (laughs) yeah. For the record, I'm leaning towards early '60s. Okay. All right. Well, we will remember that. We'll see. Late 50s, early 60s. We'll see if you uh, change your mind. So, uh, skin diving. Okay. That's how we knew about old man Brinker's compressor that Stinky said was his, and I traded my outboard motor for, and he had to trade back. And that's how we knew about Mr. Field's old compression chamber and all that. The rocket, well, it works on the same principle as the atomic power plant, only it doesn't work except in a vacuum. Hardly. Hmm. Of course, you don't need much of a rocket when you have anti-gravity. Everyone knows that. Well, anyway, that's how we built the spaceship. And believe me, it wasn't easy. I mean, with Stinky all the time bothering us and laughing at us, and I had to do a lot of lawn mowing to get money for the square tubing for the anti-gravity and the special tube for the radar and my space helmet. Stinky called the space helmets kid stuff. He was always saying things like, say hello to the folks on Mars for me and bring back a bottle of Canal Number 5. Classic Stinky. <laughs> oh, that character Stinky. Of course, they did look like kid stuff, I guess. We bought them at the Five and Dime and they were meant for kids. Of course, when Skinny got through with them, they worked fine. We tested them in the airlock of the compression chamber and when we got the compressor in... Oh, hold on. Let me let me read that again. Actually, um, isn't that funny that uh, this might uh, uh, this also might be telling of what time? Although I think maybe less so. But you know, did you catch the canal number five reference? 
I heard it. I'm not. You know what that's all about? No, I'm not familiar. What is it? Well, so first he says, say hello to the folks on Mars for me. And then right. he mentions canal. Like you've heard like back in the day, they used to think that there were like canals on Mars. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have heard something about that. It, I can't, like, I can't remember the um, name of the astronomer. Um, but yeah, he like, he swore he could see like canals through his telescope on Mars. And, um, mm. and I think it was actually, um, the idea was put in his head because of a mistranslation because this Italian astronomer called, um, the word canali or something in Italian means something else. I can't remember. It's like a riverbed type thing. I don't, I don't remember what it means, but it's not canal. And like right. that helped the public to like continue to think that there were like canals on Mars or something. I don't know. You can right something constructed. Right? Yeah. Versus yeah. Naturally um, occurring. Yeah. So anyway, so that's why he says, bring back a bottle of canal number five for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Funny. Um, okay. So, okay. So we tested them in the airlock of the compression chamber when we got the compressor in. Uh, they tested out pretty good for half an hour. Then we tried them on in there. Well, it wasn't a complete vacuum, just 27 inches of mercury, but that was okay for a test. So I guess they're trying it on their um, their skin suits. Yeah. I don't know how a skin suit is even going to help you, like in space, in a vacuum. But anyway. Body heat. <laughs> okay, is that what it's for? Well, I I would think so. Not to uh, pressurize your uh, suit in the in the vacuum of space. Oh, that's what it should be. Yeah, right? I mean that's what a space suit's <laughs> for. Well, I mean, yeah, and also to, because it's freezing cold out there. <laughs> right. Okay. Right, right, right. So anyway, we got ready to take off. Stinky was there to watch, of course. He was saying things like "farewell, oh brave pioneers" and stuff like that. I mean, it was enough to make you sick. Uh, Mike, they're ready to go, man. What do you think is going to happen? Dude, dude, I don't know if they've got, if they've got the anti-gravity dialed in <laughs> and they got the compressor now. They've like, got the compressor. Like, I mean, dude, it I sounds like it's a make, working spaceship. <laughs> dude, obviously. I think they're going to, I think they're going to break atmosphere, dude. Okay. I think it's going to happen. Uh, any, uh, predictions for what they do up in space? <sighs> um... Dude, I don't know. They're probably sky's the limit. Actually, or even that's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Um, yeah, dude. I think they're gonna go to Mars. Okay, all right. Good. It feels good. like Mars. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens to Skinny and I, the narrator. Doesn't really have the a narrator. Name. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Let's see it. Um, he was there. Okay, he was standing there laughing and singing something like up in the air, Junior Birdman. Don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, it's old-timey reference, I bet. <laughs> yeah. But when we closed the airlock door, we couldn't hear him. Skinny started up the atomic power plant, and we could see Stinky laughing fit to kill. It takes a couple of minutes for it to warm up, you know. So Stinky started throwing rocks to attract our attention. And Skinny was scared that he'd crack a porthole or something. So he threw the switch and we took off. Boy, you should have seen Stinky's face. I mean, you really should have seen it. 
One minute he was laughing, you know, and the next minute he looked like a goldfish. I guess he always did look like a goldfish, but I mean, even more like then. And he was getting smaller and smaller because we had taken off. Here we go. We were gone pretty near six hours. And it's a good thing my mom made me take a lunch. Sure, I told her where we were going. Well, anyway, I told her we were maybe going to fly around the world in, in skinny in my the world in skinny in my spaceship. I wonder why it says it like that. Maybe we were skinny going to fly spaceship. around the world in skinny and my spaceship. Go figure. Or maybe go down to Carson's Pond. And she made me take a lunch and made me promise I wouldn't go swimming alone. And I sure didn't. But we did go around the world three or four times. I lost count. Anyway, that's when we saw the satellite on radar. So Skinny pulled the spaceship over to it, and we got out and looked at it. The spacesuits worked fine, too. Gosh, no. We didn't steal it or anything. Like Skinny said, it was just a menace to navigation. And the batteries were dead. And it wasn't working right anyway. So we tied it onto the spaceship and took it home. No, <laughs> we had to tie it on top. It was too big to take inside with the antennas sticking out. Of course, we found out how to fold them later. Well, anyway, the next day, the Russians started squawking about a capitalist plot, and someone had swiped their satellite. Gee, I mean, with all the satellites up there, who'd miss just one? So I got worried that they'd find out we took it, of course, I didn't need to worry because Stinky told him all right, just like a tattletale. <laughs> classic. Classic so, stinky. It's classic Stinky. So anyway, after Skinny got the batteries recharged, we put it back. And, and then when we landed, there were hundreds of people standing around and Mr. Anderson from the State Department. <laughs> I guess you know the rest. Mr. Anderson. Except maybe Mr. Anderson started laughing when we told him. And he said it was the best joke on the Russians he had ever heard. I guess it is when you think about it. I mean, the Russians complaining about somebody swiping their satellite and then the State Department answering a couple of kids borrowed it, but they put it back. One thing that, <laughs> one thing that bothers me, though, we didn't put it back exactly the way we found it. But I guess it doesn't matter. You see, when we put it back, we goofed a little. I mean, we put it back in the same orbit, more or less. But we got to go in the wrong direction. The end. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So uh, I've got some thoughts. So, uh, so there it is, Mike. Um, we didn't do anything wrong, hardly, by Roger Cooey Kendall. Dude, Roger. Raj, Good my job. man. What a story. <laughs> All right. So um, so you said you thought it was early 60s or late 60s? Hmm. And do you want to change? Did anything gonna, um, make you change your mind? Yeah, I'm going to go. So originally the language sounded like like leave it to beaver type stuff. So mm -hmm. it seemed like fifties to me, um, which by the way, I don't even know is, was, was that in the fifties leave it to beaver? I don't know when that was. I thought so. I mean, like that it was sounds black right. and white and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think in the sixties is when like colored TV really was like, 
like 60s and kind of took over in the 60s yeah no i think you're i think you're right 50s seems like yeah it'd be pure all black and white probably yeah but then like all the talk of like the referencing of uh the terminology of the russians like the russians yeah so we're in the cold war right yeah exactly okay but that was a pretty long war so it was (laughs) oh but there's no like there's no referencing of like the space program or anything like uh, that. So no, I don't, I don't think there's any way you could actually pin it down. I mean, I, I don't think so yeah. anyway, or maybe if we got some of those weird references, uh, maybe mm-hmm. we could then, but <laughs> right. Kind of like triangulate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I'm going to go with, got to pick a year. Oh, I, a specific year. I I'm mean, you say, might as well, right? <laughs> sure. I'm going to pick 19, 19- 78 whoa you're you're even further off mike you were better you you should have picked early 60s really this was written in 1959 oh dude my original guess was right late 50s oh yeah sure dude sure easy to say that um okay okay no but yeah i mean that so if leave it to beaver was in the 50s you know then yeah this was totally like leave it to beaver right like the terminology and all that stuff like old man so-and-so and and like yeah gee golly type talk yeah no totally i mean yeah okay yeah gosh no is one one thing he says right um uh oh and in fact i'm looking another he does say g g i mean with all the satellites up there that is (laughs) that's definitely 50s talk that's straight up 1959 (laughs) definitely 1959 specifically precisely um dude that's um back then they were really like um enamored with the idea of going to space though dude this was, was this was 10 years before we landed on the moon, you know? Right. I mean, I right. think I think Sputnik was like it might have been 59 actually. Yeah. I mean, if I mean he's writing about satellites um and he says there's a bunch of them up there. But yeah, it's like I lo- I love reading stories. Not so much this one. This one's like like a a fun kind of lighthearted story, but right. um mm-hmm. I love reading stories of people of people's ideas of like what space was like before we'd actually gotten into space, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and before we had like super high resolutions of like the surface of Mars and, you know, like right. people thought, you know, Venus was like a jungle and it's just, I don't know. It was, I love reading about that stuff. Yeah. It was definitely a different time. They, they were, um, you're right. Like there was, um, it, it, a lot of it was, um, kind of depicted in like popular media and stuff with uh, like comic books and stuff like that, where you read about, Oh, they went to like spoke with the Martians on Mars. And yeah. like, it was like, um, and it was like pretty common too, for them to like have that kind of perspective. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a cold desolate uh, celestial bodies or anything like that. Who's teeming with life. I, I think people generally like want there to be life out there. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's too bad we haven't really found any. Yeah, not yet. Anyway, but. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Um, okay, I thought I thought this story kind of ended uh, on a dud. <laughs> I 
<laughs> like the last paragraph is like I feel like the author was trying to make the last paragraph hilarious. Oh, we put right. the satellite back, but it's going the wrong direction. <laughs> you know what hey. I mean? Yeah, like yeah. first of all, is that even a problem that it's going the wrong direction? Is that going to mess anything up? Um well, I think satellites if they're in orbit, they're like positioned in a certain way that the surface can communicate with it with some type of frequency, but if it was going the opposite direction, then wouldn't it be like cutting out like all the time? Oh, okay. 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 So, so I see what you're saying. So if, if it was, for example, in a geosynchronous orbit, it would always right. be over the same place of the earth. Okay. Right. But if it was going the opposite direction, you're right. It'd be like, it blip out. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is, you know what? Maybe it's, maybe I'm uh, selling it short. That is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, there's, there's definitely an element of, you know, cleverness to it, but. Oh, I'm um, glad you explained that to me. You know, I don't, I actually yeah. think the last paragraph is not so bad. I think, um, well, actually I wonder if his audience, I mean, maybe I'm the only stupid one, you know, that didn't get it, no. but I wonder if, if his audience got that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Well, especially, you know, well, when did when was Sputnik? Okay, I guess we got to look like, it up. <laughs> yeah. Sputnik, October fourth, nineteen fifty-seven. So two years okay. before this story was written. So that's plenty of time because because I, I know that especially in the U.S., everyone was like really concerned about um, Russian assets yeah, dude. in orbit above above everybody satellites for sure even though all it did was make a little beeping sound (laughs) right so like i think i I imagine that's plenty of time for you know people that are informed on the subject kind of talk to the public about it and for that information to kind of disseminate through so i would imagine there'd be kind of like a general understanding of how satellites work hey maybe there was more then because it was such a like a important and scary technology maybe there's more right. knowledge then than there is now probably you know? definitely among the among the populace i think if you tried to ask you know a random you know if you did like man on the street type reporting trying mm-hmm. to ask a bunch of people like oh tell us about satellites like how they work <laughs> you know you get very basic yeah, yeah. they just take we, we, we all people. just kind of take it for granted that our right. phones can communicate you know on to sit with someone on the opposite side of the world, but we don't really think exactly. about, you know, how it works. Right. Um, I actually wonder about this author. If he actually, like you kind of mentioned that maybe he's just throwing in like scientific words, like deuterium, you know what I mean? Just right. to make it sound, mm-hmm. you know, technical. Right. I actually wonder if, if this guy was like, did have like a science background. He could have. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like, I don't know, the whole like making a, an atomic power plant out of a refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. And that sort of like, probably not, but like, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of that whole, I remember in the 80s, there was a, um, there was a, a movie that my family kept renting at the local blockbuster. It was called the explorers or something like that. I don't know if you ever saw it. The but. explorers. No, but I have to say your family just had a different genre of movies that they watched oh, than my family. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. Would, so like, tell me about we... the explorers. I'm totally interested in this. No, it's a really good film actually. And it's, um, I'll have to 
before our conversation's over, I have to like Google and make sure that's the name of it. But um, it's about these kids who um, they make, they're able to make like this orb or sphere um, that can just basically uh, navigate three, uh, three dimensional space, mm-hmm. like through matter, through everything. And, um, they end up like making a spaceship and like a space capsule and, and, um, and then <laughs> activating the orb around it. And then it like sends them up into space and like they meet aliens and Dude, all this, this kind of crazy stuff. A, this sounds a little familiar, but, uh, maybe that's kind of a generic plot. I don't know. Oh, um, maybe. But I was so enamored with it when I was a kid. It's like, oh my gosh, like going to space with your friends, dude. So I thought that was so cool. But like this, this really reminds me. Of, it's like in the same vein of like yeah. just yeah. you and your buddies like making a spaceship and just like going up there, hanging out, messing with a satellite, and you know, the explorers, dude. I've been watching uh, old movies recently. Was it? But this isn't like. I mean, this you think it was made in the eighties? I want to say that it was. I think it was here. I'm gonna check it out real quick. Okay. I mean, it's, I um, actually, I would, you know, obviously, I, you know, I don't know the demographic of our listeners, of the millions of listeners that are gonna listen to this. Billions. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Did I say millions? I meant billions. But um, I don't consider uh, '80s like that old of a movie. Anyway. <laughs> right. No, it was, um, I just looked at it. It's 1985 is when it came out. Okay. All right. The Explorers. So, That's what it's called then, right? Yeah. It, uh, it's just called Explorers. Oh, Explorers. Okay. Oh, there it is. I yeah. see. What did it get on uh, IMDb? 6.6 out of 20,000 votes. Come Dude, you know on. what? You can't believe those things though. <laughs> those things are so crappy. No. No, it was a good film. Film like I my my family used to like lock on to like certain like family f- favorites, and we would just like re rent them again and again. <laughs> okay, uh, just growing up. So we watched that one like probably a couple dozen times. Hey, uh, you know that you know how I was asking what that text is called? You know, at like below the title of a of a movie or a book or something. Mm-hmm. Is it the tagline? Oh, right. It might be. Okay, and are do you see the tagline for explorers on this image? Well, I'm looking. I just clicked on the You're image on, IMDb, on it. Right? IMDb, yeah. The uh, adventure begins in your backyard. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, dude, that really does sound like this. This story we just read. Anyway, all right. Well, that was fun. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Any closing thoughts? Um, <laughs> don't mean to put you on the spot or anything. I mean, I know there's a no. lot to take in, you know, <laughs> no, it's, um, it was a great, it was a great short. Um, I think, I think it was really written in the style of, um, just like childhood wonder about going to like a new frontier oh, and, yeah. you know, just kind of pushing the edge of what we know. And exploring it, I think it kind of triggered a memory for me about this this particular movie that I really liked growing up. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is good for this episode. Um, All right. Well, thanks for having me on, dude. We're gonna do another one, right? Yeah. This this was a lot of fun. All right, dude. <laughs> uh, so we don't have the next story picked out, but um, we'll get on that. Cool. All right, then. Should we just end it there? 
Um, do we need like an outro type thing or do you think that's good? Eh.